So let me just take over the years with other Okay, good, 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 good. I see it off right now. I had a little delay and I knew it was already off. So if it seemed like I paused a little bit, sorry about that. Um, yes, I'm seeing in the chat room that, wow, Sister Gifty, she says she's triggered, you know, me and meow. How are you doing? It's been it's been a while since we spoke, but we're gonna keep coming with these shows that deal with real issues and not just foolishness. We want to get down to the core. And I was gonna shoot for an hour tonight, you know, a little more maybe. But at some point, since it's such a ah, one of those uh topics. Listen, anybody wants wants to jump in after a while? I have a few things few things I wanted to say, but. If you want to add on to it, I'm going to open up, let you come on in. Dr. Tracy Bond, woo-hoo, one hot one, Lance. I can slay this topic every day. Transference is real. M. Lola, welcome. Tracy J., welcome. Oh, we got the superstars up in here tonight. <laughs> ah, I love to see the enthusiasm, but I'm going to keep chipping away. You know, I'm going to keep chipping away every diamond that we excavate from the uh, – the range of human nature may not be a topic that hits a thousand percent or glistens as much, but it's still going to be a diamond. We're going to say that much, right? I'm going to take my time with this one because this really, for me, is a topic that is near and dear to me, right? In many ways, let me just say it this way. We're going to start out laid back. We're going to just get in. It's like two fighters fighting, and they're feeling each other around, and eventually, eventually they go in deeper and deeper and deeper until we see an epic battle that's classic. And why do I say it's near and dear to me? Because I've seen this phenomenon so many times. Now, let me just say to the men, to the fellows out here, there are mothers who will treat you terrible. There are fathers that will treat you terrible. Instead of doing one overall show where Parents who treat the children terrible, no. We're going to go through each one. It may not be where tomorrow we do another parent. But over time, we're going to go in because each one, has, in my opinion, right, has its own individual um, idiosyncrasies, uh, proximities, uh, different, different magnetisms between them. And in these cases, it is not the daughter's fault. Let's get this straight from the beginning. It is not the daughter's fault. So for those out here who have suffered because of a demon-possessed mother who knows how to pull your strings and treat you nice and make you drop your guard from young and then turn around and want to provoke you because of their own hang-ups, their own shortcomings, their own... This is not a show... Look, I'm glad I have a little bit of space on the battle to the side of the right because I'm going to put a big two on it tomorrow. So if it's real hot tonight and we talk about some things and you digest what was said and you say, hey, we got to come back with a number two, hey, we'll come back with number two. That didn't sound right. <laughs> number one, number two, right? Got to do number two. Wow, giant gang, welcome on in. Head not and sons. Wow. We got some good ones up in here tonight. But yeah, 
it's it's near and dear to me because this is all I'll say on this topic for me, but I have daughters. And to reveal a little tiny smidgen, I have an ex-wife. And my daughter looks just like me. And she's caught hell. Right? We'll leave that at that. That's why it means so much to me. Because the things that I've had to hear and endure, because you look just like your damn daddy. Right? I don't want to put too much out there like that to shame or bring attention to my daughter, which I have several daughters. I don't have no boys. I have all girls, right? But I've seen it. And it hurts. And it's evil. And it's terrible. So I want to, I want to bring up different angles on this. This is not just my experience I'm talking about. Now, I threw that out to let you know my close proximity to it as a father. But there are many mothers that I've seen like this to their daughters. And how do you treat your daughter like this? Your daughter comes into the world innocent. And you have these thoughts of your own failures, your own shortcomings, your own reasons why that relationship with your daughter's father didn't work out. Who knows? It's a vast it's a vast amount of reasons, but then, it, but 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 it may be a vast amount of reasons, but none of these reasons are legitimate to bring harm to your daughter. They are not legitimate. I have come to the conclusion through many conversations, and one recently, that these types of women are possessed they are let's flow I am not ever against my black sisters meaning grown women all ages right all backgrounds whether you're making money or not whether you have a nice backside or not whether you're college educated or didn't get out of high school I love you all so when I speak tonight, I'm not speaking as a person who has some hidden agenda against black women. Let me tell you something. I'm not saying this in a lustful manner, right? And I had my periods of that in my life. Ooh, but I love black women. Oh my God, I love them, I love them, I love them, I love them. I love everything about them. I love their essence. When they're right, I love everything about them, but I'm not going to tolerate any who are imbalanced and have their hang-ups and don't want to fix it. I'm not. And I will be dropping comments on the screen. Chance Rogers, I see you. Welcome in, brother. And, of course, Tracy J. <laughs> I can get all y'all in the chat to come on live. Oh, boy, that would be nice. But I'm going to talk a little bit. But, but I will share this comment. And if there are comments that come up as I'm flowing and it seems like I'm missing, I'm going to scroll all the way back up to the top and, and, and address each one that may not be just a greeting or whatever. And like we always want to do now, for most who are here, we're going to start this as soon as you come in. 
People say, hit the like button. We already know that. You've been doing a great job with that. But we're going to do a roll call. So you come in and say, Oklahoma, Tennessee, New York, whatever. Not all have to do it because we have reasons why we may not want to reveal where we are. But if you can, do so. It makes it interesting, right? I'm going to say this one comment. The other comments I'm going to let fly because I just want to get into my own little psycho rant, right? Dr. Tracy Bond, welcome again. She says, when my father passed away, my mother drove me six hours to the funeral and manifested the whole ride there and back. She went full strength into the darkness. Ain't no bleach in that mad mud. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you shared that part of your experience, Dr. Tracy Bond. Why? Because there's so many women, grown women, that have endured these things from childhood on up, or as soon as they start to get a sizable age where they develop now, they become competition to that mother. I can't cover every single reason that is not legitimate because there's no reason to hurt an innocent child. But we understand now that some of these, some of these people, some of these women, the only way we can explain it, and you have to understand, they are demon-possessed. Ah, yes, mixed. Jezebel's having Jezebel spirits, and your own child becomes competition. Your own child becomes a threat. Okay, what is that noise I'm hearing? All right. Kind of funny out here. It was a quick noise. I don't know what it is. I'm going to be doing construction close by. But it's dead quiet out here. So, you know, you know what? Let me, um, it was a call to um, action here. Let me just play this intro over. Or let me just play a song, all right? I'll play it over. I'm going to go down and check. I wouldn't do that unless I thought it was something, right? So let me go do this really quick. I'll be right back, all right? I'm getting into the flow. There's 50 people here. 49, don't go nowhere, I promise we're going to get into it. I just want to check that sound. The sound sounded kind of strange. I'll be right back.
Okay. Everything is good, y'all. Everything is good. <laughs> I had to climb these steps and I ran down them. And I checked every room and every out window, every everything, you know. It was kind of a funny sound, you know. But up here in the mountains, I got to get used to this, right? Anyway, thank you for your patience. You know, let me get back to my flow. See, some of y'all left already. Come on. So I ain't going to hear no music. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, right? Everything is good. Okay. Let me get to, um, okay, here we go. Like I said, some comments that I don't highlight, right, um, doesn't mean I'm ignoring you. I just want to get into the flow. So I'll come up to the top, and then after a while, I'll invite you. I really ran down these steps fast. Okay, y'all. Here we go. Again, there's no reason for any mother to treat their daughter in such a way. And... Why I said it was near and dear to me, I explained earlier, but there are other reasons why. Because I've dated young ladies who, when I was much younger, I saw this type of thing. One aspect, it was weird. I dated several young ladies. And it was different levels of intensity where I could see that the mother was angry when I was introduced to her by the daughter. Well, serious things, just dating, like, let's hang out. You know, these days, those categories are blurred. I even had situations where the mother tried to, in a very subtle way, entice me. And I was wise enough at that point to know that it wasn't because of me, but she wanted to show that daughter that, number one, he's not interested in you. He'll take anything and probably turn around and say, I hit on her. You see? And just to let her know, I can take your man. This is how deep this can go. I've seen mothers compete with daughters, I've seen mothers angry at the fact that their daughters have better opportunities in the modern day than they did. Some of these mothers may have come from an impoverished situation and done somewhat well, enough for that daughter to stand on their shoulders as it should be, to stand on their shoulders to achieve more, but they don't want to have them see that success. They'll constantly remind them, oh, oh, I had to do this, and I had to suffer to get to where I am. You better be lucky, and you better feel lucky you are where you are, and then turn around and sabotage them. How are you going to make your daughter feel guilty? And like we said before, don't let that daughter resemble the father that you're no longer with. And again, for those who just came in after the music, I had to leave for a second to check, you know, check the perimeter. <laughs> you have these mothers who, for whatever reason, despise their daughters and they throw off on them. Now, let's just take it to the next level. There's a couple of points I wanted to read. Generic. Okay. 
in the intricate tapestry of human relationships, the bond between mothers and daughters is often regarded as one of the most profound. However, there exists a troubling phenomenon where mothers harbor deep resentment toward their daughters, manifesting in ways that can be mentally and emotionally damaging. This issue transcends racial and cultural boundaries, yet it is particularly Okay, well, that's an owl. That's what was making that noise. <laughs> Disturbing and prevalent in the African-American community, where the factors such as colorism and historical hardships can exacerbate the complexity of the strange or strained relationship. Number one, colorism and envy. In communities where colorism prevails, mothers may resent daughters with lighter complexions, projecting their own struggles onto them. The daughter's perceived advantages may serve as a constant reminder of the mother's own hardships, leading to resentment. Number two, unfulfilled ambitions. Mothers who are unable to pursue their dreams or ambitions may see their daughters as a chance to live vicariously through them. When the daughter follows a different path, it can trigger resentment as the mother feels robbed of her aspirations. Number three, reminders of failed relationships. Daughters may unwittingly resemble fathers <clears throat> like I mentioned earlier, who the mothers harbor negative feelings towards. The sight of the father's characteristics in the daughter can trigger resentment, reminding the mother of the perceived failures in past relationships. Number four, jealousy of youth. Mothers who feel a sense of lost youth may resent their daughters for having the opportunities and freedoms that they did not. This jealousy can lead to attempts to control or manipulate the daughter's choices. Number five, that owl is like making some noises up on my roof. <laughs> Number five, competition for attention. Mothers who view their daughters as competitors for attention, especially from male figures, may resort to undermining their daughter's self-esteem to maintain a sense of control and dominance. Number six, fear of abandonment. Mothers who fear being left alone may sabotage their daughter's independence to ensure they remain close. This can manifest as overly controlling behavior, or discouragement of pursuit that lead to autonomy. Number seven, projection of unresolved trauma. Mothers who have experienced trauma may project their pain onto their daughters, using them as emotional outlets for unresolved issues. 
This can lead to a toxic cycle of emotional abuse. Number eight, financial dependence. Mothers dependent on their daughters for financial support may harbor resentment if they perceive their daughters as not providing enough, creating a tension and strain in the relationship. Number nine, unfulfilled maternal expectations. Mothers with rigid expectations for their daughters may resent them for not conforming to societal or family norms, causing disappointment and friction. Number 10, social comparison. Mothers who compare themselves unfavorably to their daughters, whether in looks, achievements, or relationships, may feel a sense of inadequacy that turns into resentment. The complex dynamics between mothers and daughters, when tainted by resentment, can have a profound effects on the mental health and well-being of both individuals. Recognizing and addressing these issues is crucial for breaking the cycle of negativity and fostering healthier relationships within families. By fostering open communication and understanding, we can work toward building bridges of empathy and support between generations. But you know what I say to that? Not with a damn demon. I hate to say it this way because we have mixed feelings. We want to love our mothers. I'm speaking for the young daughter that grows into a woman in any point of the relationship, right? You come into this thing and you're like, I love my mother. And there are times that she showed you love. She knows when to pull that switch and, and, and to show you the love and pull you back in. And you say, well, maybe there's hope for us to have a loving relationship and an even exchange. But sometimes that daughter, and it, I'm just speaking from experience now. You're going to go back down the list. But sometimes that daughter gets beat down emotionally. Sometimes she can begin to feel that it's her fault. Sometimes and oftentimes she can begin to feel that she's inadequate, that she's not worthy. And oftentimes when they act out not feeling worthy, that demonic mother who has demons in them will rid themselves of it temporarily and become that person and want to soothe you. And it feels so good. See, I know a lot about this from observing different situations. From young, it was like I observed this yesterday. I've observed so many complex situations in this world. I don't have a degree, but I know what I see. I know what I saw. So now you grow and you move about the world. And oftentimes, we do have to help our mothers. You can't even get props for that. The little you do or the much that you do, but you do the best that you can because you begin to feel sorry for your mother as she gets older because you can pretty much frame and understand more. But it doesn't mean that the little girl inside of you has ceased to exist. You walk with this pain. You walk with this hope that things can get right before she leaves and transitions. And we know Anybody can transition. The daughter can transition first. 
We understand that. But chances are that mother's going to go first. And you now have become a master of your mother, meaning that you understand her. See, children, right? And I've said this before in other shows. Children, they know their parents well. The child is in one room, and they say to the mother or the father, let's just say the mother, Mommy, can I have one of the ice cream cones out of the refrigerator? And they will lip sync the answer as the mother says it, knowing that the mother's going to say no and knowing why. Why not? No, because you didn't, you didn't pass that test last week you were supposed to pass. Whatever. And she's mouthing out the words. It's incredible. DNA is incredible. Connectedness is incredible. And the children know the mother and the father and the rest of the family. And oftentimes that child can read that dysfunctional family, which is a whole different topic, but it's still the same thing, like a cheap novel. You see what I mean? All these comments, and I'm, I'm, I'm peeking at it. <laughs> I just want to flow a little more. I don't know if anybody wants to come in soon, but let me know if you do. Not right now. Give me a few more minutes. Because I think I stumbled on something very powerful here. I just want to let all of you daughters know that you are worthy. And you are worthy of love. Even if you don't feel like you're worthy of love sometimes. I know it can be hard. And I know it can be hard to open up to other people who may not understand. But understand that you're not alone. There are many women out here who, no matter what the age range, I think the oldest one that I spoke to was in her 80s and she still had issues with her mother who passed away 50 years ago. So, you know, time is a funny thing. We can see the chronological time move on, but that doesn't mean that time will remove the wounds inflicted in a situation like this. That we have to be active to talk to others and, and sometimes it takes time to open up, but you've got to get this thing out of you. Yes, it scarred you. Yes, the scars are going to remain, but you can get better. You can live a normal life. And I don't mean normal like, uh, uh, how can I put it, nondescript or anything like that, meaning that a fulfilling life, no matter what. But it's really sad what some of these Jezebels are doing to their daughters. Look at the expression on this woman's face. That's not a hairstyle. Those are horns. See, I had to push the image up a little bit to show more of the face in the book because if I pulled it down to show the horns from her nose down would have been covered. So I had to back. That's my bad. I didn't want to push the picture back where it was too small when I created this banner. But the thing is, like I said, you're dealing with a demon. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. While this mother may have the starter kit feelings that we described, Probably in some cases, it's not strong enough to surface where the child can feel it, to surface where it becomes the child being attacked on different levels, okay? But you have demonic forces, and I'm not speaking no religious stuff. I'm talking some real stuff that I've seen and observed, Demonic negative forces that we don't see. Just because we don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Have you seen oxygen before? But we're breathing it in right now. 
you take the oxygen away and you understand that it's very much there. And this is something I do know, and it's not off topic, but I just want to say, let me stand up here. I hate sitting down so much. I sat down so much as a bus driver, sat down so much as a corrections officer. Let me stand up here. I, 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 if I dream I'm sitting down, I wake up and walk around. <laughs> this is what I, this is what I understand. And this is not me reading any book. This is not for me being told this by anybody. And if any point the sound sounds funny, let me know. And if for any reason there's a quick power outage, stick with me if I cut off, you know, because I'll come in through the phone. All right? I just always have to say that because sometimes we get down in these shows and all of a sudden, poof, everything's gone. You know, I'm up in the mountains, y'all. But this is what I know. These designated, I say designated, these, these, this spiritual energy, I don't have to be careful how I talk here because I know there are people out here who are going to listen to this and say, oh, he's talking that crazy stuff. Again, no, it's not crazy. This is real. We all have had different experiences on a spiritual level, some more profound than others. I, I, I'm a feeler. I feel people's spirits. I feel them. And I've had situations where I have seen things, probably with my spirit eye, but my eyeballs saw what my spirit eyes were seeing. So probably I saw it, you know, gifted that way to a point. Maybe 98% of the time or 985 or 0.5, I'm not going to see things. But sometimes I catch glimpses of things. I'm just going to be honest with you. And the more I'm attuned to those spiritual levels, the more I see. So I'm up here in the mountains getting all gurued out, getting all attuned and centered. I'm like, oh, oh man, please. I don't want to see nothing up here. <laughs> and I had that situation the other day with the woman in the window. I told you all about that. I'll tell you until the end of the show. But this is what I know. Say, for example, let's just make up a theoretical situation to explain this. And for the young ladies who are here, you're that daughter, okay? Um, for the gentleman here, <laughs> you're not that daughter, but try to understand and Think of it that way, okay? Because this happens to young men too. Your innocence as a child, your innocence, you're a clean slate. Oh, yeah. Just like they say in those old grandmothers say, that child done been here before. But regardless, you still are a clean slate to the situation that you're born into. And you do have people. All people contain a certain amount of energy, positive, negative, and a swirl of both. And in that swirl of both, we're either moving toward the positive or moving toward the negative. We very seldom hold on to the neutral because neutral to me is negativity in disguise. To me, there is no neutral. So you have these disembodied entities that Church folk will say, it's a demon. And see, many of us will say it's crazy because we have this uh, uh, imagery of the demons that they show in the movies. And very much it could, it could look like that. I've had those kind of experiences. There's some very ugly things 
visually. But the ugly thing, and the ugly thing that's inside the person, that could be a very beautiful person. That could be a very beautiful, and from a man's point of view, very sexy person. Let me tell you something. In my heyday, I slept with many demons. That's another topic, and I mean the encasement of that beautiful woman that possessed that energy. And I'm quite sure many of us men can say that, and there are a lot of young ladies out here who can say that they've dealt with men who are divine. You don't know the energy of these people sometimes. But you can move from one situation to the next. And the new person that you're dealing with or the new situation, maybe on a job that you're dealing with or friendship that you're dealing with, all those strangers that you met and got to know over time, all of a sudden, they seem to have the same energy towards you from someone else five years ago, six years ago. You haven't seen them in this long time, but this thing jumps. It jumps. Not to relieve the person or the mother from treating you that way. But if your mother transitioned and, and, and you might get in a relationship or you may have a friend or an aunt, after a while, she might start acting the same way. And the effect that they have on you is that when they keep provoking you, when they keep needling you, when they keep trying to attack your health, uh, attack your healthy psyche, your mind, your positive, you're ascending, you feel good, and here they come. They've been cool for a couple days. But it's like something inside of them resents the fact that you feel good and they got to throw a bone in your plans, in your machinery. And you know it's coming. And you know how to deal with it. But you just get annoyed and you lose it. You lose it. The best way to deal with these type of entities when they kick into this mode, the mothers who are coming after the daughters, is silence. Tune them out. But they're too close to you. They know the buttons to push. They know the small cracks in the armor that were bigger at one time, but because you're more in tune with yourself and meditated and got yourself stronger, the world can't see them, but they can see them. You see, this particular mother has the demon inside of them and has escorted the demon right to the points to let them know. It's like you have a person in your household and you all know the security codes of that house. And they go out and bring a burglar to the house and say, here, here's the security code. Break on in and cause chaos and rob whatever you want to rob. It's the same thing. The same thing. And so they keep on provoking. And you're like, wait a second, they're doing this again? I was cool the last three times, but not today. Not today. And they keep provoking. And they start talking about the boyfriend that you should have been with when you were 22 years old. 
that what happened? Oh, this and this and that. Oh, that job that you lost and it was paying so good and now you're not getting paid no more like you used to. Oh, you're putting on weight and you're going to get fat. Nobody's going to want you and look at you. you. you almost 60 years old and you ain't made nothing with you. It's like, leave me alone. What are you doing? And after a while, after a while, you see, the demon got you where it wants you to be. You're trying to look at this thing as your mother, and you see your mother, but the demon is in full force. And you're going to say, you know what? Demon, we're going to get down. You might even cuss. And other people say, oh, it's not nice to cuss your mama. But they don't know that you've been dealing with this thing for your entire life. Bringing up things from when you were a child. Bringing up things that embarrass you a little bit. Because they can do this. And they look at you waiting for you to break. And if that thing they just said didn't make you break, well, here comes another one. And they keep on going until they hit a nerve and you quit. And you're like, F-U-C-K I'm going to let you have it. I know it's a demon inside of you, but that doesn't absolve you from the responsibility of being sensitive to my needs. You done told the demon all the secrets, and now you let the demon flap your lips to come at me. You see what I mean? So you let them have it. And you let them have it good. But now, you're off now. Your voice is gone now. You can't sleep now. They fast asleep. They got you to where they wanted to get you to. You shit in the middle of the night. You can't even focus on the things that you set on your to-do list for the next few days. That's what the demon wanted to throw you off. But it doesn't mean I'm saying it's a demon. So, oh, it ain't the mother. The devil made it to it. No, they work hand in hand. And then that mother will come around. And it's almost like those shows where we would see the werewolf. The werewolf terrorizes everybody. And somebody puts a cap in his ass and he lays back. He ain't dead. Some old black and white movies where you saw the hairy werewolf turn back into a human. And this is what happens with these mothers. All of a sudden, when they broke you down, all of a sudden, when they threw you off and took your mind away and they provoked you so much to go off, they'll come to you. Is everything all right? Can I get you a cup of tea? Just like nothing happened. What the heck? And this is that way of control. You're like... I'm not calling any of my sisters a dog. This is just an example. You're like a dog with a big yard on a short leash. You got a you got an eight foot leash around your neck that's wrapped around a tree, and the pan of food is ten feet away, and you hungry. And the person who takes care of you is sitting on that porch looking at you struggle to get that extra two feet of the leash. So you can get some food. And only after a while, they'll take that pan and push it towards you. 
1.75 feet closer. So now you're straining to get it. It's like they want to see you struggle. There's that resentment because I didn't have it so easy. And you got a man that's interested in you. And I didn't have it so easy. I had to struggle. Your damn daddy's no good. He left after he found that I was pregnant with you, trying to make it seem like it's the child's fault. Because often children will internalize that. Oh, man, my daddy's not around because of me. How could you do that to a young mind? How can you do that? And that's just one scenario out of countless. But what about the cold-ass mother who sees greatness in their chosen one of a daughter? And instead of saying, I have been blessed with a wonderful intelligent, obedient, smart daughter. They try to do everything to convince her that she's not loved. They try to do everything to convince her that she doesn't have anything worthwhile to contribute to the, to the conversation to the point where it makes that daughter feel insecure about knowing anything to share. Well, I my mother never let me talk, so it's probably, it's probably true. They may not say to themselves that I'm not lovable, but they don't feel lovable. And they put that, so, that, that part of themselves to the side because it ain't going to happen. And so when relationships and opportunities for relationships present themselves with people who are upstanding, with men who may not be, I don't mean men like a whole lot of them, but, but, but women meet men. And some are good and some are bad, and you have a chance sometimes that there's one that you know and it didn't work out, and, you know, and I guess I don't deserve anybody. And that mother will be dead and gone oftentimes, and here you are struggling with these things that were put into your mind that you don't deserve. That's why I say there's something near and dear to me. You see? And I'm going to I'm gonna look at these, the different chats right now. I didn't know this was 45 minutes in. I'm in no rush. I know I took a couple minutes to check around the property. Everything is good. Sometimes you hear these noises and stuff. I'm going to scroll up a little bit. Whoa, there are a lot of comments here. In the meantime and in between time, let me know. Um, I'm going to drop a link because I still have much more to say. But I want to give a chance to anyone who might want to say something. So I'm going to drop this link. If you come on in, you don't have to show your face. If you want to, I can remove the banner. But as of now, if you come in, um, your face won't be shown. So don't be shy about that. And there, there are buttons to push to not show it at all. But if you do come on, I will see you unless you hide that part. So make sure you're uh, presentable, okay? But I won't tell if you're not. <laughs> I'm not going to show it to anybody. So there's a link right there. And this is what it looks like across the screen. And um, it's in the chat room. And you can hit it at any point. I'm going to continue to talk. But as soon as you come in, I'll drop it again here. We'll give you the floor because we need to talk about this. And as far as our sisters who are on the show now, if anyone comes on, it'll be good for those who are listening to the show because they need to hear this from someone else. Because lots of times from what I've found, 
this dirty little secret of having a demon-possessed mother who, who, who attacks your esteem, attacks all things good about you, to leave you crippled somewhat. I don't mean crippled forever, but it's a crippling thing. Maybe I should say it that way, right? It's a crippling thing. We need help. And we need brothers who understand this. And this is why, sisters, the only thing I require of you in life, from what I see, is to speak to somebody about it and know that you're not the only one. This is why I made this show specifically for the sisters. I can't do every category in every single show. We're going to talk with the brothers, too, on another show. But mothers that didn't treat them right, with fathers that didn't treat them right, with parents that didn't treat them right, that old evil auntie. And then sometimes you have an aunt that is the salvation, that, that, that takes you in and, you know, says, hey, listen, they had this. They tell you, well, family secrets make you understand that it's not you. There's so many different vast uh, combinations of, of, of situations that we can't do one show and just finalize. Okay, this is it. Do this, do this, do that, and you'll be okay. No, you're not going to rubber stamp that. And this is why I ask, if there's any specific type of topic that you want us to cover, we'll do it. I mean, I can come up with all kinds of things. You came up with this one, right? But there's something near and dear to you, and if you tell me, I'm not going to, hey, this person here said, no, no, you keep it discreet. Lance at LanceGurve.com. That's my email address. Nobody else sees my email. You send me something. You don't even have to tell me your real name. If I see your email address, I ain't going to blast it out there. I just want to know that what we talk about collectively here is effective in someone's healing. Because that's what it's really all about. We're not going to be on this level forever. We need to heal up as fast as we can. We need to understand what we came up in. You see, when you have a race, and life is not a race. I'm just using this symbolically. You have a starting line. And, and, and we feel that most of us are starting at the starting line. But some of us are starting 10 feet behind the starting line because of what we had to go through at home. You see what I mean? Because of what we had to go through at home. I'm going to drop the link once again, and I'm just going to address these comments until somebody comes in if you want to. You don't have to say who you are. That's okay. Let me go up here. There's a whole lot of comments now. There's some that are um, okay. I mean, I may miss some. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm going up the list. Whoa. You have to make some statements and just show some comments. Um, okay, we're at the top. Okay. Dr. Tracy Bond, I see yours. Tracy J, let me see. Some mothers are jealous of their daughter's relationship marriage because they never had a good one themselves. Whoa. Ain't that something? And remember, I'm just going to frame it this way. There's a lot of these holy roller church ladies now. It doesn't have to be church. A holy roller are just ones that have got their act together enough to mask their past um, promiscuity. Now, I'm not saying that, uh, directing that at you, Tracy J. I'm just using your comment um, because maybe they weren't able to have a good relationship because they were, they were known as a fast one. You know what I mean? We got situations out there like that. But they want to act holy now. No, I never had. Well, yeah, you know, maybe you were holding around when you were earlier. And everybody was dealing with you because they wanted to get a little glorified friction at night. But they didn't look at you as someone worthy of marriage, right? Because the ones you marry 
can give you the same thing. But these guys out here, some of them that are no good, they just want that quick thing. Now, I got to say that guys out here, that when men talk to me, and I talk to a lot of men, and I still want to do the men's thing on the weekend. I'm just in a period this particular week of reorganizing everything and trying to make it where we're doing more quality content and, and topics and stuff and on different platforms too, you know. Um, your best friend, the man that tells you what he wants can also be somebody that you can say, you know what, at least you're honest. At least you told me what it was that you wanted. Now it's up to you to decide if you want to have this type of shallow relationship. Right? But these guys who are out here, who are professional thieves of the heart, who promise you the world and say so many different wonderful things, you can't help it after a while when you don't detect anything that's that's wayward and you get duped. You see? So you have to be careful. But fellas, lots of times you have something on your mind, there are enough women out here who may have the same thing on your mind and throw you out after you're done. <laughs> I'm not making fun of that. I'm just saying. Whatever is in your heart, be honest about it. That's all I can say. You know? What? Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. And Lola, this is what I was trying to explain to Dr. Day. She was making it seem that all women are angels and all men are devils. Each have their good side and bad side. Well, I was there, and I got a lot of feedback on that, and I won't address it publicly, but you can have knowledge, but it doesn't mean you got over the things that happened to you in the past. That's all I'll say on that. We got to be careful. We have to be careful when we speak this way, because it can come off as though one is a feminist. And feminism is not from us, it's not part of us as a community worldwide. And that's an acid that breaks down the mortar between the bricks where the bricks can't hold on to each other anymore. Feminism to me is anti-black family. I don't know about any other types of families and cultures and races and countries, but I know it doesn't fit with us. Yet, I am for the empowerment of women, right? Let's not get it misconstrued. I'm all for them doing what they have to do, but not that cocky, I don't need a man type stuff, and, and men are just whatever. That's something else. That's another spirit, and that's another show. <laughs> Here we go. Tracy J says, the daughters have access to the men the mother wished she had when she was younger. Hallelujah. That's what I was telling you. If the mother was in a healthy mental place, this wouldn't bother her. This is what has happened to me several times. And I couldn't do it. And there are people I know who man, but she looked, no, I, I couldn't. And I've broken some hearts in my lifetime, partially, not fully. I, I admit to that. I've stepped on a couple of toes in my days. And I've had my toes stepped on, and I had my heart broken a couple of times in the formative years when you're young and dumb and full of protein. <laughs> we'll keep it that way, right? Wow. Dark Migo, had to leave my baby mother. I don't give a F. I'll be a deadbeat real fast. Her friend played with goat. Sacrifice. I left her so fast. F that baby too. I'm trying to make it to heaven. <laughs> I ain't mad at you, brother. Because there's a lot of that going on. 
There's a lot of that going on. I'll say it this way. And I did a, a, a video on that. And I'm going to go back and pull it back up again because it's necessary. Not just the old one, but just go in it even more. Because sometimes you'll talk about something and then months, years go by, and then you have a deeper understanding of it. And what you said about it previously, right, you can go further down that road. So there's a lot of these topics that I'm going to have to revisit again and actually title it slightly different, but it's really the same thing, and go down that road even more so. Because as time goes on, hopefully our wisdom grows. But I'm glad you got away from that situation, Dr. Ego. I'm glad. You know, because there's so many of us that cover or use African spirituality as a cover for other things with evil intentions. Because laws of the universe are the laws of the universe. They can be used for good or bad. It's like a gun. A person who is protective and loves you, you see him with a gun, doesn't bother you. But somebody who's going to do something to you, you see him with a gun, you're like, uh-oh, <laughs> i got to be careful, right? And Lewis says, again, the bad side of women is extremely destructive. That's why they say that hell has no fury like a scorn, woman scorn. And also, when a good girl goes bad, she never turns good again. To say you're 100% correct from my experiences and Lola. It's terrible when I see a good girl going bad and she never turns good again. And when we say good, there's a certain innocence, there's a certain purity. Not to say that a woman can't regain a little more standing and understand what she's been through and whatnot, but I know what you mean when you say a good girl going, goes bad. And I'm not going to sit here and people say, well, learn to sympathy for the women. But Minister Farrakhan said, every time you see a no good woman, it's because of a no good man. That's what he said. And I agree with that because I've seen it. I've tried to see it a different way. But when I went down the list, I said, you know, in all my situations that I've experienced and people's families and people I went out with and dated or I might have had a little creep thing going on, you know their family. It's like you learn this thing. You're like, oh, okay. This is what it is. You know what I mean? That's right. Not trying to have any demons around me messing up my life. I feel the same way too. I feel the same way too. No, low tolerance for demonic people. Hey, let's modify that. No tolerance for demonic people. I can be in public. And somehow, some way, there's someone who may be waiting in the checkout line in the supermarket. And, you know, people have a little small talk. Could be New Year's Eve or something. That line is long. And you know what I mean? People are like, you know, so many cashiers and you're there for a long time. And they start a conversation with you. And you get a gut feeling that this is not, not the person I want to talk to. When you're in tune with yourself, you'll have that ability. This is why it's good to spend time to yourself and sharpen your mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual sores. So that you can be keen on seeing what's around you, but you also must work on yourself. Because there'll be different types of energies that will try to deposit different thoughts in your head to turn you into what they are. See, this is a very complex game. Protect your homes. Whether your home is a mansion or a small studio apartment, an alleyway or under a tree, you have to protect where you lay your head. That is your charging station for the next day. 
That's when you recalibrate. You have time to let your hair down. And as you can see on my banner, I keep my head shaved, but even I have to have the time to let my symbolic hair down. You know what I mean? Gordon Rigo says, yeah, watch them California women, most of witches. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you had some experiences with some California women, right? Well, I understand what you're saying, and, and I can get into that. I, you know, I'm not going to say they're all witches, but the superficial thing going on in California is what kills me. Like, like they're different over there. Okay, here it is. Dr. Tracy Bond. I'm, uh, yes, facts. Um, I, I believe you went to say Jezebel is a spirit personality. It is genderless and seeks authority and power where it is not divinely bestowed. Establish a standard against it anywhere and watch it blaze a tantrum. Hell, yes, yes. I found that out when I first came out here in Ghana. The Jezebel spirit doesn't just have to be a woman. They got to have control by any means necessary. They'll pull the rope from under your feet and want you to fall. And they're even pissed off more when you and you rise, they have no control over that, especially when you have a strong mind and can quickly recuperate. Two boxes in the ring and one smashes him in the face, and it looks like he's going to get knocked out, but he quickly recuperates and jumps up, and he's ready, ready to continue to fight. That's how you have to do these people. And the only way to guard against that, like I said, in your solitude, sharpen your spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical swords. Listen to the intuition and do not let anything come between that. To the point now where I see these people and I see their spirits. And it's just so enjoyable to know that I have protection around me because of my awareness and my connection to the divine. That's the only thing that's going to protect you. You see? We have um, dandelionwild.a your mom's in my business. She's in my business. Can't you see, girl, that your mom is trying to end this? Remember that old song? Yes, I do. Yes, it's so true. Mothers, not all mothers. We have some good mothers, and I take my hat off to the good mothers. We have some really wonderful mothers out here, but we're talking about these types. How do we say it? Who's about that life? Who's about that life? <laughs> Tracy J says, your child is supposed to have a better life than you did. You shouldn't want your kids to struggle like you had to. Exactly. That's the righteous way we should be thinking. But there are a lot of women who don't think that way. Who don't take joy in their child's successes. And so many children who have grown to be grown women have been smashed, not just from childhood. They could have been on their way. And that mother could have been harboring these feelings for a long time, never revealing it, but revealing it in subtle ways that was undetectable to that child who was growing up now in full adulthood, thinking that the things that she's thinking on a negative level is something that's manufactured inside of her, but that Jezebel mother who is demon-possessed deposits these things so, so small and slowly over time, just like when you see the case. There were a couple cases like this, right? Where some, some woman or some man, doesn't matter, let's just say the woman. I'm not beating up all women, let's just say the women. Okay, what am I doing here? Okay, you know my elbow hit the music? <laughs> I'm too close to this thing. Let me move over. You have this woman who has a husband, 
That husband's doing good to her. But she's getting older, he's getting older, they're not old yet. But she meets this dynamic man that just sweeps her off her feet. She's tired of the whole home, stable life that she has, that she should be thankful for, that she helped to build along with her husband, but maybe the husband did a little more. And she can't keep her hands and her mind off of this next man. So guess what? What does she do? She decides to delete the man, the husband. And the other man is in on it. And they plan this elaborate scheme to get rid of him. Would a bullet do? No. That's too abrupt. That brings attention. You know, they check cell phone uh, records now, and they'll find out that you have an affair and a motive, and you're going to be a suspect. So what does she do? Over the period of three years, four years, she poisons the man slowly. I don't know what substance is the best to do. I'm not into that. I would never do that to anybody. But she, she gives him a little sprinkling of this substance that's going to kill off his liver and his kidneys and, and mess up his system. To the point where when they do the toxicology, it better be a good one because it may not be detected. And in their mind, that's their plan. In their mind, just to be together. But those things never work out. So why am I saying that example? Because those mothers, the ones who are not outright demonically acting out, can do it on a time-release level, like a time-release vitamin. You take that big thousand milligram thing, the whole gram of vitamin C, and it's not time-release, you're going to have some expensive colored urine, and you're not going to absorb the amount that you need. But if you get a time-release vitamin, which is going to cost more because of the way it's constructed, you'll absorb more because that vitamin C or whatever vitamin it is that's time release will release slowly into the system and you'll absorb more. So this is what they do. They deposit this negativity, this defeated mindset into you over time and sit back to watch you fail because they really resent you. I'm not going down these, uh, these comments fast enough because I know there's more being made. So I may have to skip a few, just a general, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tracy J says, I was just saying that in general, some black parents purposely make their kids struggle because they did. Is there something? Make them struggle in the same way, too. So they never get the advantage of having parents that put them ahead of the game in this life that's shark infested against us anyway as melanated people. It's crazy. Many of these daughters also try to turn their daughters into the husband man they never had. Oh, ain't that sick though? It happens with the sons also, a whole lot. And the son expects it after a while. It's like when you let a dog jump up on the seat of the table and eat off one of your plates. Now you've got company over. And you wouldn't do that when the company's over. The dog jumps up and the company knows this is something you're doing all the time. Yes. I know mothers and daughters that will never let a man get between their bond. 
And it's a sick merging. And you can't blame the daughter. But that mother makes it seem like no man is good enough for that daughter. And gives up all the attention to keep it in. From birth, that was the purpose. That mother knew, I'm not going to let go of you. You're going to be here with me. But what happens to that daughter, unfortunately, when that mother transitions? If the mother had the daughter at 20 years old, and now the mother is 80 years old, and the daughter is 60 years old, and she transitions, now you're 60 years old, and you're severely or really developmentally delayed, as they say, but you're straight retarded in your relationships. Isn't that something? Yeah. And you saw it. And thank you, Tracy. But I don't know what I was saying when you said bullseye because I've scrolled up so much, but thank you so much anyway. You know, Tracy J says, if your mom couldn't pick a decent man, then it's not the child's fault that she is needy when older. And that's something. Because you see, it's a natural progression where your children ascend into their own lives and properly done, they never turn their back on you, but you have to let them live their life. They're always going to love you if you do right by them. They're not going to see you sink and fall. But to cut their legs or break their legs and bring them to the track meet where they can't run now, they got broken legs, that's going to affect you later on too. Even though there's a part of you and that demon that wants to see them fail. Dr. Tracy Bond says, this often creates complex childhood trauma conditions that often go undiagnosed and manifest in psychosis, generational, naturally, and spiritually. Yes, that is the truth. That's the truth. Look at that fair use says, mom took the rapist side over her own daughters. Yes, that's a very important thing to bring up. And I spoke about that before, but over this year coming in 2024, we're going to get down in some dysfunction. We're going to get down. We ain't just going to talk about you know, we understand we have issues with the system, but we got issues with each other that I think we need to focus on first because we already know how the system's going to treat us. We keep talking about that over and over and over, and we don't make any move. We got to clean ourselves up because we messed up. And I'm not putting that out to the universe to say, oh, yes, we're all messed up. I'm just saying it in a conversational sense. And we got stuff to do. How the hell are we going to complain about everybody else's yard? not groomed and lawn taken care of, and we got weeds six feet high in our yard. We got to do for ourselves, right? But that's true. And some women will bring a man into the household, you know, because she wants that sex partner in the household. I'm not saying all situations are like that, but these specific, we know this. We've seen this. And it happens too much. She brings that man into the household. You got young daughters who are developing. You're getting this good loving from this man and you have this fake false trust. You abandon the instincts of being a mother and you leave this wolf in sheep's clothing around your daughter or your daughters. And when you have daughters, some of these men who are predatory, all they can see is a house full of pleasure. They sitting there watching TV all of y'all as a as a as a family now, a blended family, and you feeling a little aroused, you know, you he's, he's up on you. You get that little slip on. They're watching TV, the kids are falling asleep. That little girl is sitting over there. She got these legs that are developing. 
Why do you have her dressed a certain way when she's falling asleep? She, he can see her panties. This is real, y'all. I worked in prisons and jails. It's not even that. If you take that experience away, just growing up normally seeing the things that I've seen and, and hearing about the things that I've heard about. So now the warmth of your backside is on his lap as he spoons you on that couch. And you are watching the TV, but he steady got his eyes on your daughter, fantasizing about her. He knows what it's like to go up inside you, but in a sick mind, anything goes. So little things happen that she may think is subtle as a daughter. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm going to talk real quick about this one. I know a man. He's a male. He's not a man. Correction. I know a man. I'm trying to frame it in a certain way where I'm not. I'm not protecting him now. Listen, I'm not protecting him, right? But there are other people who are innocent, right? But let me tell you like this. He got with this woman who had a two-year-old daughter. He had a good job. He seemed to be such a good man. Very intelligent, very protective, very all of the good things. And the daughter was two years old. I don't know what happened to that relationship with the woman, the prior relationship. But they got together. Right? And in them getting together, he was such a perfect, seemingly perfect father for the daughter. From young, you know, her coming up, four or five years old, six years old, it's always a good father. She would just, she knew after a while that he wasn't the biological father. But you know how little girls and little boys run to the door when the father comes home? Daddy! He was now the daddy. Hook, line, and sinker to this little girl. And she trusted him. And he did everything in his power to do good, but he was really grooming her. He still had relations with the wife, but this was a long time grooming with this daughter. I don't want to take the time and go into every detail, but he started, he came into this relationship to get at that daughter. And he knew this from that age. I ran into him in the street when I was living in America, I won't say where. But after I found that out, I didn't have much conversation for him. I could not talk to this man. And he was putting up such a front. And it wasn't hearsay how I knew this because it was three very close friends to the mother that I knew. And we weren't gossiping. But I caught wind of this and I said, listen, if this is the truth, you have to let me know. I'm not going to say anything about it as far as putting names out. This was a long time ago. He might be dead by now, but he deserves to be talked about. So, she's 12, she's 13. Come to find out they're having relations, but nobody knew yet. He has trained this young girl in the sickest of ways. Things that grown folks do to pleasure each other and show love and affection. Even if you all want to be freaky as adults, fine. You both can sit behind closed doors, do your thing, and enjoy yourself. But this went on for years. He's having a relationship with the daughter. 
And it went on to be quite emotional from the daughter's side because she maintained the secret of their special little thing that they had. I'm just telling it like it is. He groomed her to be this way. She is innocent. She didn't know. I cannot blame. At 15 years old, she was pregnant. And nobody knew who the father was. He knew. She knew. But they maintained the secret. I don't really know how it came out. But it came out. Now she's 18 years old, 19 years old at this point, And she's not in the house anymore. And he was taking care of her. Because that's his child. But look at how some people can take their time, get into your life with intentions. Look, two years old, you laid eyes on this child. And this is what was on your mind. You can't tell me, oh, this just happened after she got older. You've been doing this. And what, what, what sunk your boat was that you went on bragging to some other decadent people who were in the same secret groups that you were in. I never trusted the brother. You weren't going to sacrifice me, bro. And this is before I found out. Come on, Skirvin. Let's take the boat out at night. They're going to go out about 40 or 45 miles out into the ocean. Not with me, bro. Not with me. I already knew what time it was. You ain't pushing me off or shooting me and pushing me off. You got some wicked people out here, y'all. So, ladies, you all need to be careful. It's bad enough when we have mothers who do certain things. How many of you remember the show on Oprah Winfrey? Many years ago, I'll say this is back, this had to be back like 87, 88, 87. And there were a bunch of daughters. I want to hear, I want to scroll down to see if you have seen this. I just have to scroll back up to catch some of these comments. There's so many comments, y'all. I may not be able to get them all. I'm going to drop that link in case anybody wants to come in again. You don't have to. It's okay. I'll always offer that on good shows like this. But there was an episode of Oprah Winfrey way back. She had that different theme song. I don't forget nothing. She was based out of Chicago and had it. She was heavy set. She always has been, but we, we had hope in Oprah back in those days. <laughs> now we see her for what she is. I saw her a long time ago for what she was. But on this show, there's the father. I'm not sure if he was a pastor or not. I'm, I'm, I'm a little not sure about that, but I'm leaning toward that. The mother wasn't present in the studio and on the stage. But there had to be at least three and possibly four daughters on the stage talking about how the father had sex with all of them. Do you all remember that? Do you all remember that? Type it in. I know it's going to take a minute or two to come on in, but I'm going to keep on talking. And in this episode, they got quite graphic for what would be shown or allowed on TV back in that day. Because they knew how to speak it. And this show went on for a long time because 
these women were venting. For many, it was great entertainment. You know, that's sad how tragic situations are great entertainment because all TV really cares about is just getting the views, just like many people on YouTube. I do this every day. I don't care about no views. There's 25 people, negative 250, we good because I'm going to keep talking. Keep throwing punches. Every blow is not going to be a knockout blow, but keep on throwing punches. That's my philosophy. So the shocking part about this story on Oprah Winfrey with the three or four daughters who were confronting the father who had sex with all of them. Do you know what he said toward the end? Not at the end, but uh, two-thirds of the way in. He confronted the daughters. He said, yeah, I admit I was having sex with all of you. But when you got into your 20s, you kept coming back. You kept coming back. You had boyfriends, and you were living with the boyfriends, and you'd call me up and talk about how you miss me in the way you made love to me. Tell me I'm wrong. And they were shocked that he had the nerve to say that, and, and they had to admit this. This is crazy. And now we're not done yet. Because one of the daughters brought up the fact that he would play with all of them in the bedroom. Well into their teen years, but they're still underage. I don't care if they're overage. Those are your damn daughters, man. You think that's the, the last part of the shock? The mother was on the phone. And she was speaking somewhat against them. But guess what he turned around and said? He told the wife, the mother. He said, I don't know where you're getting off on your high horse now coming against me because you were in there with me and we all were having sex. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine that? And the mother had to backtrack because she couldn't deny it. So just because we see people we have nice homes and nice cars. And, Good morning. How are you? Praise the Lord and all that stuff. I don't know if what's going on with T.D. Jakes is real or not. It's not looking good for the brother. That's a whole other thing that I want to address. Maybe tomorrow, maybe the weekend, maybe Friday. Bottom line is, we just don't know. Even when you look at your own mother, you just don't know what spirit is inside of her. Some of these mothers, whether you want to call it demon-possessed or evil, it goes against the grain of what we expect. And too many of us on the outside see things and we say, nah, it can't be. The hell it is. It can be. You see my problem? And you know I don't like to use the word problem. I like to use the word challenge. But in this case, I'm going to use the word problem. Is that I've seen too much. I was overexposed. Overexposed to human nature. Great childhood. Wonderful home. Lots of love and stability. Oh, man, if I didn't have that, I'd really be cuckoo. And like I tell everybody, the only thorn in my side was not having a relationship with my 
older brother who was 11 years older than me because of his indulgence or whatever drug was out there. And I tell you, he has great abilities and talents. And I tell everybody, as much as he smoked crack, as much as he used heroin, as much as he went, got locked up in the street doing all kind of things, he had great abilities. That if he came here right now and clicked that link and talked to you all, he would bedazzle you with his mastery of the English language. And if he wanted to convince you that I was a crackhead, half of y'all would be like, I don't know about that. He was, he was kind of convincing. Yes, he's good. One of the best con men in New York City. That's a whole other story. I'll probably do that live on Patreon. <laughs> I ain't gonna put it out there like that. I still love my brother. He hurt me many times. I understand what it is. But if there's any part of him that remains, and this is off topic, but when you know when you have a person on crack, they're not the same anymore. At first, they may be salvageable. There are a lot of people that I've talked to in real life, and some people here on this platform that have defeated that. So you can't throw them away. But once the real self has been completely destroyed and sold out, they can be very convincing to give you that part of them that you know and hope for that would come back and seduce you into funding their habit because you have hope for something that doesn't exist anymore. This is something that I know personally. Now, maybe every situation may not go that extreme. Again, because I speak from experience. Let me scroll up a little bit. I have to come all the way down. Let me drop this link in here one more time. We have so much to talk about. We have so much to talk about. Deja Vu said, what is wrong with our people? <laughs> I'm not going to, right? I mean, like we do have stuff wrong with us, right? I don't want us to just think that we're just ready to be thrown away. I'd like to think that there are many of us that are salvageable, right? Here we go. I've, Tracy J said, I've seen mothers show up at their daughter's wedding and also wearing a wedding dress. So, yes. Yes. And dancing and winding up on the groom. I saw something was TikTok or Instagram. I mean, I stay away from most of that stuff, but, you know, many people here send me stuff. And it adds on to the things that I can talk about, and sometimes I will talk about those things. But, yeah, she's celebrating like she got the man. Yeah. I'm going to be very honest with you and tell you the situation that I found myself in. You know, but, um, okay, let me scroll to see, uh, Okay, here we go. Dr. Tracy Bond is in the house. Unbelievable. I'm so happy. Oh, wow. Can I show that beautiful face? I'll show you those. Oh, of course. Of course. Okay, okay. Give me one second here. Ah, uh, uh, wait a second. Let me get to this banner. My screen is blocked off because I'm looking terrible. No, I'm not looking terrible. I just have to say, let me just take my time and take this banner off. Three, two, one. Tracy Bond, hey. how are you? <laughs> Let me let you fill it Hello. Hello, Lansker. Oh, wow. This is a pleasure. Hello. Hello, Lansker. Talk to me, sister. Oh, wow. 
Hey, mine too. I've been waiting for this moment and greetings to all of your family and the audience. I think today we are all on the same page. I've been waiting for this moment and greetings to all of your family and the audience. Okay, you, you have um, your computer on, right? Volume up or device? Oh, you know, let me turn down the... You can turn it down as much as you can because you probably have to have that, it on to hear. That's my TV. It's a TV? Oh, Is it better? Okay. And I had my headphones off. Let me put them on so I can hear you clearly. So there's no echo on my side. And um, wow, you've been on here for a long time. A long time. Yes, yes. And it's nice to see your face. Although I know what your face looks like, but just to see you in live time. And, um, Thank you. I don't. I don't mess around with these avatars. You know when you when you see me. You see who I am, wherever, if we're online or online. Thank you. I'm enjoying this topic. I have so much to say. Um, I would, I would, I would say that I'm triggered, but based on the fact that I have spent my whole adult life trying to understand something that I knew as a child. And, um, there is no way to truly heal out of it unless you deal with the spirit. Therapy, intellect, education, all of that. But there's nothing worse than when your own family and your parents who bring you here. I mean, we ought to have some type of check and balance system. We look for everything else in the schools, right? We notice those signs of abuse. But you can't see mental and emotional, and it's abusive to... um Transfer your dark energy and your issues onto your children. Um, we carry that with us until we address it. And believe it or not, I'm still dealing with it at 54 years old. I mean, 53. I'm sorry, just turned 53. Get out so of I'm here. taking it one day at a time. 33 or 53? No, I'm 53. You don't look 53. 53. And you know that. I'm on a. Thank you. It's nothing but God. You know, um, I'm a mother of six adult children and six grandchildren. Whoa, whoa. 35 to 24 and 14 to one in the oven. Wow. wow. So, I'm different. You need to come on more often and share some of that wisdom because you're doing something right. Hey, you know what? It's God. It was. It's not me. You know what I'm saying? I didn't grow up in church. I don't have a religious bone in my body. It's spiritual. And I went straight to him and asked him, you know, reveal who you are. And the next thing I know, I have survived death eight times since then. Because he seriously showed me who he was. And I'm showing with every person I meet, the energies, the synergies. I've learned this thing. When you come to the topic of demons, I don't think it's healthy to, to focus on them, but as traumatic as my life was, it drove me to find out what in the hell is behind all of this. And the key is when you begin to identify patterns. Huh? It ain't just one incident. There's always things that are there. And I believe that's the light of God just giving you that glimpse. If you'll only pay attention, but darkness doesn't like to be exposed. I started by writing a book about it. Mm -hmm. And then every now and then when that spirit manifests, 
I remind I'm still writing. I, I, I continue to write. I use, I'm like you in a lot of ways, Lance, and I love your spirit. I love your energy. And more than that, I love your evolution because I've been watching your show a long time and you've grown by leaps and bounds. And that's what happens when we receive light. It takes light to grow plants on the earth. It takes light. Anything that's going to be food and that's going to service you uh, in humankind. So with the light, I just kept growing with the light. And then um, I do what I can to give it back as opportunities um, make that possible. So thank you, Lance. This is another opportunity to do that. We have uh, your topics are just so hot. And I would say it would be great going mainstream. But the thing about it is these are not mainstream topics. You can't freely talk like this. Oh, my God, it's so it's so therapeutic. You know, I go about my day and I just let the show run. Sometimes I can't really get into, into it like I want to. But I want to tell you, as I um, begin to involve spiritually, and uh, I was called to this through my hair salon. Um, I was telling the truth to clients and things began to grow. Things began to happen. And then I got bolder. And then I used my background that was in media, uh, things like that, very high level. Um, I began to take that to build my brand. And uh, like you, I've taken advantage of the technology. I used all those things, but I get I began to attract uh, very special people as well as clients. And through being able to share with them and they receive what I was saying with the positions they were. I mean, I was doing hair for emergency room doctors. Their hair was falling out in the back. I mean, these people are human beings, bank vice presidents, whatever. But we took time and we had serious conversations and it gave me the confidence to grow even more and tell the truth. And it takes a lot of courage uh, spiritually to be able to talk about things that, um, you know, aren't your status quo water cooler conversation. And you don't want to tell all your business to everyone else. But God used me uniquely to open up and use discernment, which is important, to share with people that I think could benefit from hearing how I evolved out of my traumas. And they are deeply rooted in childhood. Um, when you have open doors, which I found out were not, I don't know if you want me to get into it, it's deep and it probably will be another conversation. But let's right. talk about evil, evil altars, okay? Um, people that don't take time to study the word may not realize how many things that are just samplings uh, of what's in there. One day we'll talk about what really happened in the Garden of Eden. These spirits cannot be extinguished. They are still here on the earth. You talked about uh, these demons. Well, anytime you see some things happening or manifesting in children, because your topic is talking about how these demon-possessed mothers are transferring to their children. Well, children come here innocent and pure. And although they, we are all wired, you know, Ephesians 2 says that we are born having our conversation with darkness. But we're supposed to be, if the parent knows the truth, then they would guide you in it. You would be exposed to light until you are at a point where you've absorbed enough, you're able to make a confession that, look, this is what I want to stay in. But however, um, when the parents are in darkness, 
There is no light. So what do you do? I didn't get taken to church. I was exposed to things due to the Colvin-like, quote unquote, um, associations my mother had. I'm like, damn, every one of your friends are crazy, mad, angry, can't keep a man. Like, I was attuned to these things very early. And she always talked about, she never hid that she didn't care for my father. But as you grow older, you start to say, well, you know, she's always talking about him. But you favor the other one. That's the love of your life. And then I don't get nothing. Right? I grew up with that. And then through a lot of therapy, I ended up learning. It was outright abandonment, things that she was involved in. Um, maybe that could have affected that. But back to the evil altars, and I do move around. I think and move in layers like you do. That's how I communicate. Yeah. But I'll always I keep it, it straight. Thank you. Um, the thing about it was, she had evil altars open. I don't know if that came from her ancestors. We don't know who got the door open for the devil, okay? But when it's open, the way they work is that they keep on going. It's like a subscription that you don't have the ability to cancel. It takes a force, a deliberate, right? A deliberate force, a mindset, right? And the, and a mindset is the brain in action. You literally have to have, when it comes to spirituality, you have to have your brain program change. And religion puts you in rules and things like that, but spirit is reality. You come here as a spirit. I had to redo my whole program, which is hard when when you're trying to understand. No, but she says she loves me. Oh, but she kissed me. Oh, she'll hug me here and there. Oh, she'll pick to support me in this. Oh, she won't support me in that. All my life, I would hear people say, oh, your mother's this, your mother's that. And I'm a child, and I would say, you know, like anybody else. You talking about my mother? Now, look, it ain't going to be too many more conversations where I have to keep hearing my mother's name brought up. But my mother was not involved in my life. I was, I had a lot of trouble with this. But eventually, I got into therapy for the reasons that I wanted to know. It doesn't always help everybody. But if you go to the doctor to get your body checked out, right, you go to have uh, 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 all these things checked out, even if you go to see a counselor or therapist, rarely do they deal with spirit. Why does the law not allow you to touch on the spirit? Because it's the spirit that needs healing. It's the soul. And I carried wounds that impacted me. Um, I did my best by um, submitting myself to learning and growing in the spirit because I didn't want to have my children grow up <laughs> exposed to some of these things that I had to experience. I mean, my mother didn't even want me to have children. I was pregnant. She would word she would word curse my first daughter, and now she seems to be the that means that seems to be, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. the one daughter that she's most interested in. Um, she just she just <clears throat> did weird things. She said she was gonna look like a nappy-headed Ethiopian. You know, she was word cursing my child, and so I'm still young and naive. She also um, introduced me and encouraged me to marry a man who ended up being a perpetrator with my daughters. 
everything you've talked about today. And so, you know, I don't want to unleash on her, but a lot of the seeds that she spoke and the power of your words is an all you can erect an altar with your words, people. Um, so you, you want to be, if you have a mind to say, listen, let me, let me not say this and then let me practice doing that until I have evidence of maturity that what I say can, can literally erect a demonic altar that will go to work and, you know, begin to create things you've spoken. Well, I had to tear those altars down. All those things going back, realizing, no, she actually did this. But then maturity in spirituality taught me that she was ignorant. She was acting out of spiritual immaturity and she truly didn't know what she was doing because when you are ignorant of what is proper and you lack maturity, you are so open and vulnerable for demonic influences. And one minute you can be talking right and not even realize in the next you can actually be a a broadcaster for darkness. And this is this is exactly why you have Jesus in the gospel saying to Peter, you know, one minute Peter's telling him he's the, the anointed of Christ, and the next minute he's speaking words to Jesus about his own destiny, when which he told him, Get behind me, Satan. You know, he didn't even Peter and then he went on and even after that he said, You don't know what spirit you are of. And this is what I use in discerning people when they say some things times out of their emotions. Perhaps you're having a cocktail with them. And we all know when people get to drinking, hello, you're, de- you're depressing, you're depressing your body. But when your body is now depressed and weakened, now the spirit, which may not have had the courage, right? When, when you were strong and you, you were, you were, you were more in a sober state. As you begin to, your senses and your functions begin to weaken, now you just say whatever. What happened to the filter? Oh, the liquor took that. So then a lot of things begin to come out that that way. And so then you can discern when people are actually open for transparency. It's, I've always found it awfully interesting and coincidental that some places where you go to buy liquor, they're called wine and spirits stores. Well, why do we call these things yes. spirits? Why? Yes. Why, is it, why does it have to be? Thank you. Why does it have to be called that? And so spiritu, spirituality and the things that I couldn't understand, I, I guess I pursued studying it because I wanted to be aware of my environment as I exist here as a spiritual being having a human experience, right? I know how to be a human being. I'm very present, right? So how I look, um, how I live, those are intentional things. Like I chose to not do certain things. If If you apply yourself to learn, okay, what do I need to be? How do I need to eat? Oh, okay, I need oxygen. You talked about oxygen. But if I smoke, I'm going to pull oxygen out of my body. That doesn't make any sense. So I need to consume things that help uh, enrich uh, 
oxygen levels in my body. I need to take chlorophyll. I need to eat things that grow with light. And then we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about that on another uh, day because then we're going to talk about the children of light, the gamma children who are the children of God because he is the father of light. He tells you right in scripture, the way, the truth, and the life, it comes from light. You cannot grow as a spiritual human being to your best capacity if you're not exposed and you're not consuming or producing light. And that it's just like that. So I wouldn't I wouldn't get it. But that call scripture says he put eternity in your heart. We all answer that call at different times in our lives. And then when we answer, we're answering by actually seeking. That's all he wants you to do. He's seeking somebody that's going to worship him in spirit and truth. Not a fairy tale, not an old wise tale. He puts you here. He knows who you are. So in going back to seek from the creator, the source, and I understood in the natural, okay, if I approach it this way. But the more I began to study, I began to learn. You can learn about things that are happening spiritually just by observing nature. And so humans have a nature, right? And then we tend to pull sometimes to the dark side or we pull to the light, but it's never too hopeless. The one thing that I love, Lance, about this light of God is that even if people say, oh, well, I don't want to believe the oratory or, oh, I don't want to believe. Uh, what you say, well, God is all wise. And when he created this expanse and the cosmos, he put the whole story of truth and light in the arrangement of the stars. It's never, I tell people, no matter how hopeless they say they are or what people have done to them, or even those who are, are suffering from demon possession, the topic we're talking about, it's never completely dark. Because light put those stars in the sky to pollute darkness. I call it light pollution. Light pollution. So, I like that. Light pollution. So darkness is the is the area with these secrets and these um, baser natures that we have. I've heard you talk about sick things often that people have done. That's because they're operating in a lower vibrational nature than their humanity position them in from the beginning. Darkness will always want to pull your energy to a lesser kingdom than you're born into. Why would you want to live like an animal? Why would you want to think you have a you have a brain that's capable of creating new neuronic pathways, new ways of thinking. That's what it's going to take to heal. That's what it's going to take from you, even though you like having fun with people who um dip in Dab out of darkness if you're sharing your body with somebody that's, that's got this demonic traffic going on. You know, deep in your knower, that fun don't last for a little while. Because as long as they stay operating in that darkness, eventually, by you being exposed to that, instead of light, things are going to stop. Things are going to stop growing. It's going to affect your joy. It's going to affect your happiness. It's going to affect your spirit. And these mothers who are not exposing themselves to light 
because they love the darkness. They want their bodies to um, instruct the mind. But that's the animal nature. If you look at an animal, an anim any animal in animal kingdom, they all have these heads, right? And they're different brain structures and all of that. But their heads exist to serve their body. Our bodies exist to support our head. So if the head is wrong, everything else is wrong. So it took a lot of soul work for me, a lot of exposure to light, a lot of consumption of light for me able to look, for me to be able to look at my mother in the eyes 20 years ago and, and, and not feel. I knew, I said, okay, I know this thing is real with God because I took the initiative to repot myself. As long as I was growing and, and staying in the pot where that soil was nasty and had mites and all the residue of, of, of things of darkness, it was like seeing something that I couldn't see. When the wind blows, how spirit works, people say, well, I don't even believe in that. I said, well, look at the wind. Do you know the evidence? That the spirit, how the spirit works is, be <coughs> is because you can look at the direction in which the leaves are moving, right? Mm -hmm. When the wind blows and you won't see the wind change, but you'll see the object that's being influenced or impacted by the wind. You will see the effect of it change. So when it goes this way, now you know the winds have shifted. And this, my people, is how we have to, we need to become literate in spirituality for human existence. That needs to be a book, a class, uh, a, a topic, because we don't get that. We learn ABCs and one, two, threes, but the demons, they've been here longer than we have. And frankly, uh, I am, I want to be aware, as the Bible instructs, be aware of these creatures and know that they're still under God's control. But the thing about that, that that's amazing about God is he offers you, right, that opportunity, come seek the light. But if you don't want it and you want to keep the light off, well, we would know what happens when the light is off. That's when those Night creatures, those dark creatures, that's they time, right? Darkness. So who's in darkness? You don't have to judge them, but you do need to limit your exposure. We live in the world with these people. Hell, these people are in control, right? Mm -hmm. Another topic. We're going to talk about the children of Cain. Take some notes, Lance, because I'm going to yes, come yes. back on and have this conversation with you so Please people do. will understand why. Things are like they are. Why we have to encrypt our conversation when we're on the platforms that they fund, finance, and set up? They're not for you. They're for them. And this is a deeper topic, but this is all they can have. Because they are children of darkness, they won't inherit the kingdom of light. So this is somewhat of a purgatory for them. Uh, we need to free ourselves. Yes. 
we need to heal. Um, we need to expose ourselves to light. We need to learn. Just like you know this is light in the natural and you know that's dark, there's a component spiritually for the very same thing. And when you feel dark, I want to leave a message of hope. When you, we've all shared those things that, that have made us feel dark because there were people that were in darkness that transferred it to us. Next time it rains and there's a heavy dark cloud that comes out in the middle of the day, it's there for a purpose, but it never stays. The thing about these dark clouds is they're always moving. We don't know where they're coming from. Sometimes we get a forecast, sometimes we don't. But they're always moving. These people can be moved. You can remove yourself from their, their presence and their contact, or they can be removed from you. And I'm intentional about the power of my words, and I speak this every day so that the most expensive thing I have is time. I wish I could go back to my childhood lands and get a refund for all the time that I lost and all of the dark people that I was meeting because my mother wasn't in position like a mother should be. She was suffering from trauma. She was open to darkness. And so every other negative dark thing that happened to her got passed on to me in some form and some way. But thanks be to God that I didn't accept that. And because of my destiny, I refuse to give anyone. Other than bringing me here on the earth, I got to take it from there. And so that's what happens with light and you expose yourself to light. You keep growing and growing and growing till hopefully you can provide shade for someone else, right? That's what you do. That's what you do with your broadcast. This is a, a place where there's shade and you can be safe to come and say what you need to say. And you have the wisdom and discernment, Lance, to be able to tell us things. I'm a full 100% woman. And so when I hear you, Speak about things that pertain to this world out here and the darkness. You share things I would never be able to have that mindset from. You know what I'm saying? So I learn, and that helps me grow. Um, so at the end of the day, boundaries is, for me, the biggest thing. And I pray that our children would be able to have better protections from us as a culture. As a people, we used to have big mamas and grandmamas, and you know they would look through people when they came over to visit. Mm -hmm. They check you out, but they mm -hmm. were using that that spirit because my mother was uh, a young mother. I mean, the stuff goes so deep that when she was pregnant, they had to tell her come home because she had uh, the story is I was conceived her first time having sex and having a, a joint with my dad. Wow. And he was from another lifestyle. He was spoiled. My grandfather was the first black man, in fact, to have a license to pack meat in the city of Ohio. So he came from a different lifestyle. My dad brought his whole, um, he bought a uh, truck of his horses to college. He was a different person. And my mother's always attracted to that. She's brilliant. She's a Virgo. 
but he was immature. And so these two people being immature, and I don't want to say that my mother was well off from the start like my dad was, but she did come from where education was valued. So my mother is extremely brilliant when it comes to natural things. And socially, you can't touch her. She's very elite here in Chicago, I would say, amongst the elite here. I could tell you about, boy, my mother introduced me to Michael Jordan. I dated him when he had hair. I got stories, man. I got stories. But they didn't get the spirit, right? Nobody, no school is going to give children a spirit. So, again, we have to be protective. We have to go back to source. We have to be these guardians and gatekeepers for the children. We have to talk to them. We have to listen to the things that come out of their mouth. We have to ask them, where did you hear that? You know, where did that come from? Unfortunately, you know, well, fortunately for me and unfortunately, my mother came home and my grandparents took care of me. So I'm a very, very old soul. But with that, she went on to do, I guess, what 20-somethings do, and she lived a life like a 20-something person. But she missed the most crucial years of helping me establish any spiritual value. So never too late, but through a lot of, lot of terrible hardship, trauma, sexual abuse, that, uh, and my sexual abuse wasn't, uh, if you would call it, traditional. My first kiss came from a girl, and that was from a girl who herself had been abused. See how this chain keeps going? And children can't talk. When I tried to talk and tell my mother, I knew something was wrong because I told her, I said, this girl, you know, I told her I was going to tell on her because what she was doing to me and forcing me to do every time she'd come over my house, you know, I'm trying to tell my mother. She told me she's going to burn my face on the light. And I still got the mark of that burn on this side. My mama told me, you won't have friends. If you go around tattletaling, I'm like, I didn't even get to tell you what she did. Do you care? Right. It's like there any level in which you're going to care if I'm trying to communicate right. that someone has abused me. No. I was on the trains and the buses at eight years old. I was taking myself to school in second grade, being a seventh grader. Then have to come home, take care of my brother, do all the things. Yeah, it it was it, it was it was rough and it was very dark for me. But somehow, um, what my grandparents instilled, I had that light and I had that dark. And even though they didn't give me the gospel, I got that later when I had what would you say uh, when the frontal contact, uh, cortex is yes. formed at twenty five, I began yes. to think differently. We're not supposed to think like adults at seven years old. You're not supposed to think like adult in your preaching. I mean, you got a sense of right and wrong, but you're not supposed to be thinking like an adult. And that's all I, stuff I had around me. Oh, the exorcist book was on the library shelf. I've been reading since I was two, so I want to read everything on the shelf. Here come mom. Don't touch that. Right. Don't touch right. that. Well, why can't I touch that? You're going to open something up. Well, now I'm the doctor to be able to teach you what it is you opened. All these things in your environment are entertaining you with darkness. And I learned uh, once you learn something and you're exposed to it, you can't unlearn it. 
They're not going to tell you what you couldn't take out. Because uh, before we had social media, Lance, where did we go? To the library? You couldn't buy it. So all this stuff you could find in a library, you could learn about things that you, you maybe shouldn't have. And so these open up things and and patterns. I said so much, but we got to, if we identify that there's a pattern, we got to look and find out what's the origin that we can see. And then we have to begin to disconnect. And I'm proud to say, my mother called me a couple of months ago. I was on my way to the store and I hear from my mother very intermittently. We'll talk about my son uh, sometime, too, which is the reason that I do what I do with PR in Hollywood. He passed away from a horrible asthma attack. But because I came up against the person who mishandled his emergency, I had some witchcraft stuff nailed to my building. And they picked the right one and the wrong one because I wasn't just going to let that go. Again, we talking about demons and things like that. So once I had learned what it was, I had enough light and power to push some things back, but I didn't hear from my mother for two years after he passed. Like, not at all. You don't want to call and check on me? Oh, I can help people who have really gone through some traumatic things. And what I try to do now that I'm very sensitive to is show people that you go to spirit and you just go back and you look at and you and you disconnect yourself. The power is not around what other people around you are doing. The power is in you staying in the light and you staying strong yes. and exposed with support systems that are also in the light that will carry you. This is sometimes you feel like you're alone, but you're really not. All of us on here have, have shown that. But yeah, so back to what I was saying, she uh, had called me on the phone. I was going in the store. And I said, oh, i got to answer this call because I don't hear from her that often, right? So she said, hey, how you doing? What you doing? I said, tearing down your evil altars today. Wow. And depending on where I'm at, when you call me, I give you the truth. I love living in the truth. I'm not perfect. I'm just giving off a whole. Can you feel the light I'm giving off on this broadcast? Sometimes I'm oh, messing yeah. I can mess up the technology with it, but it's real. And I'm a product of what, of the soil that I've grown out in, not because somebody put me there religiously, but because I asked to be planted there. You can ask to be transported. You can ask for your friends and your associations, your love mates. Just tell your flesh to shut up sometimes so that you can hear. And you can see past the immediate. This thing is, it takes time. And pay more attention to your children, to your nieces, to your nephews, the children in your community. A lot of them are in darkness. And you may be only, you might be the only human light that they get exposed to. So speak some words over them too. Because it's terrible to come up. And you, you, you got these parents that got these evil doors open, these evil altars, and all these other people around them that, you know, they can feel. These children can feel, but they don't feel empowered to stay. Not until they know that they have support. 
and the school ain't going home with you. You know what I'm saying? Miss so-and-so ain't going home with you. So we have to make sure that they know very early that there are people of light that care and, um, and they can talk to you. And I, and I hope that I was that mother for my children because I cut it off. And I mean, I paid a price to cut it off. Fighting court, a lot of days in court. A lot of stuff the enemy to do, break my car down, anything I did to protect my children so they didn't have to experience a quarter of what I had to go through. Beautifully said. Hey, love. Beautifully said. Thank when you're you. ready, Thank you. just let me know and just say, hey, I'm ready. Let's do it. Any, anytime, Lance. Anytime. Anytime, because you're covering a lot of topics. And you get up and do things all night like I do, you know. I try to be up and do my best work when I know the enemy is out here at nighttime, too. Exactly. <laughs> so you know that. Whatever topic, run me a topic, and uh, I'll definitely respond. And I'm, I'm because of what I speak, I'm blessed like you are to be available whenever I need to speak it. Yes. That power, yes. not in the system. Right, right. I'm out of the system. Now. See what I'm you're out yeah. of the system. The, and that's the whole thing with this. Once you do what the dark side has programmed you to do, you're not a threat. But once you're free from that systemized program that was designed to keep you in something that doesn't serve you, that takes away light from you. You can't go outside. You can't take a vacation. You can't breathe fresh air. I mean, it's always something. But make it a point for you to free yourself because that they can't take. They can't take what's in the soul. It doesn't belong to them. They don't manufacture it, and they can't shut that down. True. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Dr. Thank Tracy. You. Um, thank you so much, and I know that you will never take credit I know the creator's working through you. So when I clap, I'm clapping oh. for the they chose Ooh. you. The more you're on the it's chat, all about you give props. Because see, you allowed yourself to be used righteously. You could have refused it for a lower vibration. Intentionally. Amen. So I have to give you credit for that. And Thank this you. is beautiful. Um, whenever you're ready, you tell me. I mean, I'm always going to have crazy topics and top not crazy, but just stuff that go there. And and for this year coming in, I want to go there, go there, go there, go there. Right. I'm going there crazy. with you because I pay the price. Yes. 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 You can go there when you're free. So like you yes. said, don't quit your day job because you pumped up emotionally. Have a plan. Yes. And then while you're on your way, to being free, you do something intentionally every day that gets you there. I heard it said today, um, they have shown studies where people would just, if they would change their mindset, think about what you're doing with your brain. And then when you, you, your brain is taking a different action, you don't see the outcome afar. But every day you do something different with your brain, when you get to that future destination, the mind will be changed. They've tested the blood. They've tested the hormones. 
They've tested the brain and seen the physical changes happen. And this is how we are going to heal ourselves. As a people, don't nobody else care. Stop being the, 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 my final words would be to stop being the ones that are, we're always the ones that they do the most horrible experiments on. You know what I'm saying, Lance? And uh, why contribute more data for them to come up with something else to try to do? We got the wisdom. We've got the gifts. And we've got the talent. And they're all from divine. So let's work to employ those things. And then we will find that we have all of heaven. We have our creator. And we have help that we can't even see that will push us towards that future of freedom. Well, we can do what we love every day and prosper with prosper in that. That's what it means to be prosperous as your soul is prospering. Say la. I can listen to you all night. Thank you so much. If, if I could thank you, we'd be here three or four more hours at least. As you know, I love this. So yes. do some good things. I'm free 24-7. If there's anything I'm doing, unless it's an emergency, it can be moved aside. Let me know. Anything. Wow. Oh, oh, come. come on, God. You're going to do it. And rapid fire, because, you know, I do this every day. Lance, how do I get in touch with you so we can coordinate these things? Okay. I say more in 2024. Most definitely. The contact information what is, is the... across the bottom. My email address is lance at lancegurve.com. Lance okay. At com. I got it. Yeah. And, and I have my okay. numbers down there <clears throat> scrolling across the bottom so you'll see them. And um, the numbers are 407-590-0755. You might not remember it, but it's all I down I think I have it. I think I have it. Yeah. I've been I've listening to you a yeah. long time, and that's why I'm ready to talk. It's time to talk. It's time to listen, but then there's a time to speak. And spirit is moving. Yes. Let's do more in 2024. All right. God bless all of you. Let's go. Let's continue to get delivered. Let's get ourselves healed. We're not going to get it with these around these people that are hurting us. And we're not going to get get healed by people who are spectating and that are studiers and that are observers. But we're going to do it with each other. It takes all of us working together. I thank God for this broadcast. Thank you, Lance. All right. So I'm going back in the chat now. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much. Wow. What a gift. You see? So that means when this topic was bestowed upon my heart, I'll say it that way, that all this was already divinely ordered. It, it, it's amazing to me. And from my end to see it manifest and work out this way. It's a beautiful thing. And we're going to go deeper and deeper. And we're going to bust these strongholds wide open. Because that's what we're here for. We're here to be warriors. We're here to be strong. Yes, we are human and sometimes we feel those scars in the fatigue of battle. But we have to know that we keep on going. There'll be things that come at you to make you think that you can't go on anymore. 
there'll be people who whisper and plant evil seeds in your mind to discourage you because their light kills their darkness. So they have to get rid of your light, just you being who you are. Even when you're deep in meditation, they'll try to come at you. And sometimes and oftentimes you have to find yourself physically away from these people. But then you'll still feel their wicked connectedness to you. You see? And you have to work that off. Because you can't have this stuff eclipsing your direct signal connection to the divine to download the instructions that you can have for that day and for the rest of your life. This whole show, I'm not even saying me, but everybody who is here in the chat room, it's like the cake. And Dr. Tracy Bond came in. It was the icing on the cake. And every bite was not only delicious to the spirit, but nutritious to the soul. And unless anybody wants to come on in, there's nothing more I can really say right now. Because that was a mic drop right there. I need to go back and listen to what she said. I need to go back and read the words in the chat room. If there's anybody that wants to come in and say anything, I'll allow you the opportunity. But once you have that meal and the meal hits the spot and gives you that nutrition, you can push yourself away from the table no matter how much is on the plate because you're now full. And I know right now in West Africa and Ghana where I am right now, it's 12-12. I can go on and listen to Sister Dr. Tracy Bond till the sun comes up. So here's the link. If anybody wants to say anything, just briefly, I never say this on the show, but I'm done. Oh, after that, I'm done, y'all. What can I say? It was given to us right there. It's like when you fill up a cup and you turn your head, say, for example, some soda pop machine or something, and you got it going full blast, and you're holding the cup up, and you look away for a second, and the cup is already full, and everything is spilling all on the ground. It's full. Your spirit is full. I feel like getting up and running out of the darkness right now in these mountains, and I don't care what's out there. I feel so strong. I can leap over mountains like the Incredible Hulk. When you get this kind of word, it's so refreshing. Because you know and I know that there's enough negativity floating around that people absorb and expect you to eat. And all you can eat buffet of negativity. So when you see the light coming from someone, whose every utterance and every syllable was so nutritious and strengthening to the soul, it helps you to see who around you is dark. And we're not talking about skin tone. You know what I'm talking about. So don't get up in the comment section later on and say, oh, you talk about colorism. Look what you say. The spirit is dark. Yes, it is. The evil spirits ain't light because you'd see everything they were doing. They want to operate in darkness. That's what it is. That's how they sneak up on you. That's how they permeate your mind 
when you drop your guard because of a smiling face that your discerning spirit gave a pass because your eyes like what you see. But when you live in that place of constant meditation, and for me up in the mountains here, every day is a righteous detachment. In a little while, I may go out on the balcony and look over the mountains and look up at the sky and just to say thank you for what I received today. Again, this particular platform may bear my name for identification purposes. We got to have an address. We have to know where to go. But this is an open vessel for all things righteous. When we roll up our sleeves and get down to the nitty-gritty and the work that we need to, to do. Because like I always say, we don't know how much time we have on this level. I don't focus on that because nothing happens before it's time. But we have no time to waste. 2024 is here, y'all. We're moving closer to what they have planned. But we also have to understand that we're moving closer to what the divine has planned. And we are the tools that are going to be used. Sometimes we wake up in the morning time and don't even know how we're going to be used. When this topic hit my spirit, I'm like, I really don't know what I'm going to say. But I know whatever has to be said is going to be said. And look what happened. These words that came in from Dr. Tracy Bond and the comments that you shared in the chat room. Whichever way you want to do it, whether you want to show your face or not, we're going to get down this all the time, so plan on it. And I'm always open to these deep topics. I'm always digging and looking. Matter of fact, I already started creating the banner for the show I'm going to do when I wake up. Yeah, trust and believe that. But for these next two or three days, I'm going to stay in and perfect the craft and the platform so it can be more advantageous for those who pass through it. We know the channel Shadow Band. I've been out here a long time. I don't even care about that. They can keep the numbers down. They can say it's negative 250 hits in this video, but I'll tell you one thing. It can't erase these words that you just heard. So we can play around with numbers. This is their game. This is YouTube's platform. This is not even my platform. Landscurve.com is. But we're here to gather in the town square Symbolically, we know we live all over the planet. You know I'm a New York City boy, but I'm here in Ghana. But my heart is with my people, and my heart is where the light is. God knows I've seen enough darkness. And this is why I have to keep it gritty and keep it real and keep it on point and never forget what I've come through. Because if I forget that, I'll lose at the end of the day. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this down now. And we're going to be back in the morning. Well, the morning for me, which will probably be the worst for you, I have it late toward noon, which would make 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. Then we come back with something else. I'm going to go down and get some almond milk, rehydrate myself. I wanted to say I was going to do a clubhouse, a little talk. But my plate is full. And I want to digest what I just absorbed. But in the meantime, you can join me on Clubhouse. I've constructed a room to have shows there too that I will upload on either Patreon or this particular free channel. 
just keep the content coming. That's what is in my spirit. Keep circulating. Keep your hands flying. Just don't worry about it. Every punch is not a knockout blow. Just keep throwing your fist. Keep throwing your fist. The topics come. Let it flow. Talk. Get it all out. Get it all out. Like Pastor Miles Monroe said, die empty. So I'm letting it all out right now. I'm not holding on to anything. I don't want to die or transition because of emotional constipation. They say so many broken dreams are there when you see a graveyard. I'm not just shooting to be the most famous and the most viewed. I just want to get out what's inside me because there's a lot of experiences that we all have and we need to communicate in whichever way we can communicate to help somebody else get a leg up over a situation they're dealing with that they don't even know how to handle. That's why we have topics like this. I just want to thank you. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tracy J. No, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. And what I'll do, I'll get up extra early. <laughs> I'll honor the East Coast, but it's for everybody. Because New Year's um, on the East Coast is 5 o'clock in the morning for me. So I'll set it up. I'll get up. Because a lot of times I get up at 4 o'clock and 3.30 and 4 o'clock in the morning. You would know ahead of time. I'll do that. We all can bring it on in. Even though for the West Coast, it'll be like 9 o'clock, whatever. You know, I can't satisfy every time zone. But it's even for them that if they're, they're three hours before midnight, it's not about the actual time. It's about the spirit and us coming together. We can do that. We can do that. We can do that. Yes, makes the good old days. Wow. I'm looking forward to that, too. And that's for everybody wanted to speak and share what's on their mind. Let's do it like that. I'm good, y'all. You know, I'm a talkative brother. <laughs> but tonight I was fed. You know? It's a beautiful thing. Give Dr. Tracy Bond her props in the chat room. And I give you your props for being here because many of you have dropped some really deep bombs. Not bombs in a bad way, but bombs in a good way. You fed us. They came out of nowhere, and that's to buy. Right? Anyway, wow. Let me go. You all can reach out to me, Lance at LanceGirt.com. Reach out to me tonight. I'll answer you back right away. And I'm here. But join me on Clubhouse, Lance Gerd, right? And everything else that you see in the description area below. You can also do the conference calls. We still have the conference line. That's the number you should have. While I'm not planning on doing it now, that's the number. And you can go to landscurs.com and scroll down to the same number when you see it. And if you're on any part of the planet other than America, you can click that link that has this number. And your device will bring you into the chat room. I'm sorry, the conference line. Just like you're going to a website. So if you have the internet, you don't have to worry about some long-distance call. You go to landscurve.com and scroll down to where you see that number. And click on that. It will bring you right into the conference line. Now, some of you wanted to talk on the conference line tonight, 
which I kind of think with all of this energy that we have here, I just don't want to cut it. If you want to go there, you can go there. If you're the first one and nobody's here, you're not going to hear anything. But if two or more are there, it will begin recording, and you can talk for hours and hours. It will only cut after five hours, and you can hang up and call back again and continue. And the conversation is saved as an MP3 automatically, whether I'm there or not. But others have to be there. If it's just one, you're not going to hear anything. So if any of you want to go there and continue the conversation, even beyond me, because I'm going to go down and give an almond milk, a little snacks. I'm going to go out on the balcony for a little while and just look over the mountains. And just thank the divine for this download tonight. I'll check on the conference line. See if anybody's there. And you're welcome to stay there as long as you want. It's all already paid for. Thank you so much. Anyway, let me skedaddle on. It's been a beautiful evening. And um, all of our information is here. As far as the podcast, social media, donations, subscribe, everything is here, as you can see. We've been doing this for a very long time in different formats. And we continue, we will continue until I draw my last breath. And even then, somehow, somewhere, the energy is going to replenish somebody. And it's going to keep on going because we know it's cyclical. And the righteous energy in the light that stops. Anyway, I love you all. Take care. So long and have a good evening. Thank you so much.